0: You are now entering the world of a movie review. A world full of drama, joy, ridicule, movie
1: spoilers, unpopular opinions, and adult humor for as far as the eye can see. Welcome to An Evening at the Movies.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite movie-based podcast. This is An Evening at the Movies. And you know what? The show is almost three years old. We've got almost 200 episodes, so you guys know what the hell we do, but in case you're new, we eat the stale popcorn, we drink the watered-down sodas, occasionally we'll eat a cheesy poof or two, but I digress. Um, we're going to talk some shit about some movies. We're going to get some, into some deep discussion, but before we can do all that, I have um, some people I need to welcome back to the show. Um. One of the usuals is not going to be here because she's busy doing her own thing. We don't question it when she does, goes off on her own. She's,
0: I thought we were the busy ones, Jen.
2: Well, there we
1: are.
0: Right?
2: <laughs> right. I
3: mean, she was
1: uninvited because she's still lame and hasn't watched the movies. So
2: <laughs> I think it's been almost a year, and I think she's still on. Chamber of Secrets.
0: Okay, I can't blame her stopping on that one, because it we're not rehashing that conversation, but I get it. I fucking get it.
2: Well, I mean, I digress. There's going to be a, t- I probably should have warned you, there's going to be a kind of sort of sipless esque question come up sometime in the discussion, but um, I don't think it's going to require a whole lot of thought on any of our parts. But, um, yeah, we've we've deep dived into the discussion that if you stop watching this franchise at Chamber of Secrets, I don't necessarily blame you because Chamber of Secrets is, to Harry Potter, what Star Trek The Motion Picture is for Star Trek. Um,
3: but
1: when you've had so pre- many people tell you pre- pre- that it gets better... Yeah. I mean, it we've tried. it gets so much. It's not like we've it's a tried. slow build. We've tried. I mean, <laughs>
0: but you've got that 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 uh, amazing movie that is Sorcerer's Stone, right? And then you've got Chamber of Secrets, and it's just and the book was the same way, right? The book was a freaking drag too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm not I'm not I'm not blaming the movie makers, right? It it the the whole story is a bit of a drag because Sorcerer Stone was so great and Chamber of Secrets establishes a lot of stuff you need, especially the book for for later on in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's slow and it drags and it takes a while to get where it needs to go. And if you want to just you know read a synopsis of that one and move on, I'm not going to be mad at you. Yeah. If you're gonna, you know, tell me that you got to a certain point of the movie and you just went to the next one, I'm gonna, you know, I get it. Um don't you ever, ever talk shit about Star Trek the motion picture ever again. Unless <laughs> you're like about the costumes or the
2: or the hair. I will always, beyond that. Always talk shit about Star Trek the motion picture. I can watch the rest of the franchise. That for me, that movie just is like
0: pulling Wait, hold, on, hold on. You can watch I, five, I but you can't watch the motion picture. Okay, well, I forgot about five. Five was
2: just as bad as the motion picture. Worse,
0: way worse, because they actually had a budget for that one. Anyway, they did for that, another, I mean, another episode. So yeah, Casey, yes, you want to because
2: finish? I, I, I still have to introduce my guests because right. we've had all this discussion, and I mean. It's been a while since both of you have been on, legitimately both of you, on the show for a full episode. So I will introduce you pleasantly to the listeners, but I'm going to do it in a very special way this time. So, with all of that said...
1: (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Ooh,
2: they got a good side. And it didn't... (laughs) And it didn't do the whole fucking... Rat bastard.
1: Oh, that's my family.
2: Well, ideally, because we'll we'll just directors' commentary through the slideshow, but it was supposed to have the freaking audio that Chris shared in the group chat an hour ago.
1: Has it a little bit. <laughs> Action shot. And
2: last but oh. not least, how the so fuck no, did George fit the Last stock but card. not least for Gene. I have no idea. But then, last but not least, Mount Sipmore together. But no, it was supposed to play the I Have No More Fucks to Give song because that's like your guys' theme song. I figured the slideshow and the song together would make for a perfect intro. But for some reason, it didn't attach the fucking song. Fucking technology. That's okay. I know, right? I'm just stupid. But for all of you who obviously didn't get to see the slideshow, um, we have first and foremost the amazing Jean herself is back with us. Welcome back, Jean. Hey.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me back. Hey.
2: It's a pleasure to have you back as well. It's been too long. I feel like yeah. we need to do it again soon, but we haven't even gotten into this episode.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, joining us also is her twinja himself. He is, well, I'll let him tell you what all he does, but because he has his own show. But welcome back, Papa Palpatine. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back.
1: Get off. Ghetto Gandalf. Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one of my most favorites. It's been almost a- Shout out to Kendra for that one. <laughs> almost a-
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Right? And, and it's been almost a year since you got that anointed with that nickname.
0: And I, I have ditched the beard, so I'm not sure if it still applies, but uh, I do love the sound of it. Well, I ditched <laughs> most of the beard. There's still say, more than most people can. still
1: have quite a yeah. bit
2: of beard. Yeah, I was going to say, the day you completely ditched the beard is the day I probably dropped into a heart attack. Don't do that. So, no. God, no. After the way this year has gone, no. We're not going back down that road again. We're rapidly approaching 2024, and we're gonna have a better year next year than we had this year. So, claim it! Yay me!
1: <laughs>
2: so, um, do you have, you know, what is it out that's out there that our listeners might enjoy checking out? Almighty oh,
0: Papa Palpatine. Ah, oh, well, I, I'm the uh, host of the One Step Paintball podcast. It's currently on hiatus, as I am on the paintball hiatus. Uh, i will be ending soon, uh, where we discuss the culture, the history, and the sport of paintball itself. I've got scheduled episodes coming up with pro coaches, pro players, some industry uh, sponsor-type people. Um, hopefully a, a women's pro coming up soon. Um just talking about different parts of the sport. And one of those guests is not me because I'm a noob. And at the end of the day, I'd probably kill myself doing it anyway. I'll also be chronicling uh, my preparation for next season as I am coming out of retirement and playing a full season next year. With your knees? (laughs) Hey, I'm 50 pounds lighter. The knees feel amazing.
1: That's good. Yeah. I can
2: imagine probably dropping some weight probably does a hell of a lot of difference. makes a hell of a lot of difference on those. I know it did for me. Yeah. So, yeah, the twinges are here with us, which means safely. It's a safe bet that we're going to venture into one fandom or another whether it is Middle Earth or the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And I am happy to say that we are going to move one step closer to the final battle in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and we're going to discuss the Order of the Phoenix. Woo-woo. Yay. We're putting (laughs) the crappiness of the crap movie further into our rearview mirror. And moving one step closer to how it's all going to come to an end. So before we can get into the discussion, as always, um, you know, we got to go into the details of the movie, which released on July 11th, 2007. It was directed by David Yates, released by Warner Brothers Pictures, had a between 150 and $200 million budget and made approximately $942 million at the box office. Nice. So, brain game of the afternoon slash evening. Yes, they made it rain. And it wasn't even the number one movie in the franchise either. I don't remember. I remember reading which ones it was. Deathly Hollows Part 2 was ahead of it, and... I think the other one was Sorcerer's Stone but I could be wrong there was two movies ahead of Order of the Phoenix but um, would either of the two of my amazing guests like to wager a guess as to what the Rotten Tomato Meter says for Order of the Phoenix
0: Um, I'm going to say mid-70s
1: Uh, I don't know.
2: This is one of those Catch-22 guesses because Order of the Phoenix is not Chamber of Secrets, but yet it's not necessarily top one or two movies in the franchise either. Um, So... Papa Palpatine with his weak-ass mid-70s guess is probably the closest. 78%. Oh, nice. So, not a horrible rating, but still, at the same time, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. And then, for anybody named Amanda who needs to watch this movie after she watches Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire, you can find it um, on... Peacock and Max, so yay! But I digress. Amanda still probably won't ever finish the franchise in my lifetime. Anyway, I'm just
3: waiting for uh,
0: HBO to buy out NBC so we can have Max. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man. I actually had it written in my notes as the cock. I just went politically correct with it. Chris took it and took it right back down into the gutter because you can't get through an episode of us being together on air and not going in the gutter. So
0: thank you for that, sir. Not a problem. And I somehow kept a straight face even.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, it, it is like 5.30 at the end of the day. Your work year is almost over. So, you know, you're probably mentally starting to check out. You know, you're oh, smack yeah. dab in the middle of a shitty Oklahoma City Thunder season. You know.
1: Oh, shitty season? I mean, it's during in the Sonic season. <laughs> oh, hmm. Who are you watching? <laughs> Not the Thunder, apparently. <laughs>
2: I've seen enough to know that they've beaten fucking Golden State a couple times.
1: The yes, year. they have. <laughs> but that's not
0: what I want to talk about. Like a drum being played by a raised stepchild on a rented mule.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, well now this discussion just didn't just went in the gutter, and it's not fun anymore because now we're picking on me instead of. Other
1: people.
2: <laughs> Don't
0: start none. Won't be none. True. True. Also, another twin jamato. motto.
2: Yes, there's I would, there's probably a lot of twinge of out there that, I mean, that's almost to the same. I mean, even Amanda and I have our own quotable moments from three years of doing the wonderment that is what we do.
0: And all right, Jenna, what we got to get together and, and come up with a list of of twinge sayings.
1: Hmm. Or things that just apply to us.
0: <laughs> right, right. Things like, I'm going to need you to back up a couple of feet because you're standing on my dick.
2: <laughs> I mean, at one point, Kevin actually threw out the idea of putting together like a dictionary
0: of... It's not a bad idea. The glossary of, of Sipmore.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I
2: mean... <laughs> I thought it was fucking... Between like the certifiably fuckables and the clam your tits, and the freaking, you... we have so many freaking sayings between all four of us that you probably could put together, you know, even just a small little self published dictionary and probably make five or six bucks for each of us selling it. So you can keep um... my share, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, damn! I'd be freaking rich, and I can retire then if I get. There both you years. go. <laughs> All right. So, um, first discussion, discussion, because I can't talk. Discussion question: We tend to go with, and I will throw it first to ladies first. So, Jean, what is it directly about the Order of the Phoenix that you absolutely loved?
1: Um. I feel like this is the movie and book really that where things take a darker twist. Um, So it kind of, I don't know. I kind of, I just really like the, I don't know. It's hard to explain (laughs) because my head hurts. Well, (laughs) I, brain is like stuttering. It really is like I've got a stutter going on in my head right now.
2: <laughs> I think I kind of know where you're going because it's kind of sort of my same thought. So I'll hold on to it for a second and I'll see if I can explain it better. But yeah, um, Mr. Cole, is there anything that you absolutely loved about this movie or do you just outright
0: hate it? No, I I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I mean, it, it's got issues, but we'll get to that later. I I think what, uh, what what Jen was saying, and probably what what you were about to say, is there's this this tectonic shift kind of starting at the very end of Goblet with with Cedric getting yeah. killed, and then it yeah. continues on uh, with, with shit getting real. I mean, the movie starts with the Dementors coming into Harry's world world. in the muggle world. Right. So the movie is immediately darker. It's more serious. It's more mature. Um, It's just, this is the shit got real movie. Um, Yeah.
1: And it, like you were saying, like with the return of Voldemort at the end of that movie, carrying into this movie where nobody believes, Mm Mm-hmm You know, so it's like, it's a fight for Harry, because Mm -hmm. he's got all these people calling him a liar, and then he's got the pressure of that on top of the pressure because of the fact that Voldemort's back. (laughs) Like,
0: Right, this is a, Harry's had to grow up quick throughout the entire series, because of all the shit thrust upon him. Yeah. But now he's getting a double whammy of or almost a, a triple whammy of he's the chosen one. Um, he's having to fight for the truth. Right. And he feels like because of what the order is doing, trying to protect him, that he's left all alone. Yeah. And then he's thrust into the role of a leader, which he, he's never wanted. And he doesn't feel like he's qualified to be. Yeah. So this is Harry's not quite coming of age, but this is where Harry realizes that he's got to... He can't just play defense the whole time.
2: Right. Well, and it doesn't help either, I think, because especially when it comes to him, his character in particular, things definitely got a lot more psychological with him Mm -hmm. in this movie, where you've got Voldemort is fucking with his head, literally the whole movie. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know from one minute to the next whether the dreams and visions that he's having, you know, he thinks they're real. But, you know, at the end of the day, are they real? Or is it just Voldemort fucking with him, trying to weaken him mentally? You know, you've got... Even for lack of a better term, Dumbledore really isn't doing a whole lot of communicating with him so... He's like left out and left field. Like, what the hell's going on? What the hell did I do to you, Yo? Yeah,
1: like he's literally going out of his way to avoid
0: be a dick. Dick mode engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about
2: back up two steps because you're standing on a dick. I mean, yeah. And it doesn't it literally he doesn't get an explanation from him until that last moment of the fucking movie as to this is why I did this Mm -hmm. you know I thought I was protecting you but you know I realized no I wasn't blah 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 so I'm definitely a bigger fan of things when it tends to get a little bit psychological because I think that adds a whole new dimension but yeah it definitely felt like the end of Goblet was setting the stage for this, but then like Order of the Phoenix is really setting the stage for what's left to come in Half-Blood, and then Part 1 and Part 2 of Deathly Hollows. Because if you thought shit was getting real now, shit's only going to get a lot more real
0: in Part 6, Part 7, and Part 8. She gets real fucking bloodthirsty. Yeah. Rowling did.
1: Yeah.
0: She who also, shall not be named.
1: It's a good, um, I think she did a good job with good versus evil, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. the good guy doesn't always win. Like right. it's, you know, you lose good people, you lose the bad people. Like she mm-hmm. did a really good job with, Um, I don't want to say like, keeping it real, but you know what I'm saying? In in terms of, you know, the good guy doesn't always win like that. That's real. It happens in life, you know, one
0: thing she's talked about with the way she wrote the books is she wanted the readers to grow up with the characters. Yeah. There's this, this great transition throughout the series of good is good. Evil is evil. And then, as you progress, you realize that shades of gray exist. Yeah. And people that you thought were evil aren't and vice versa. And that some people, you know, kind of kind of live in the middle because that's just who they are. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's a great, I don't want to say lesson, but it's a great transition for, for young readers or anybody, really anybody of, of world building and, and recognizing that, yeah, good doesn't always win evil doesn't always lose, and sometimes things don't go the way you thought they were going to.
1: Right.
2: Well, as as kids, we get that whole, you know, you you watch cartoons and, you know, you're presented with the problem at the beginning and 30 minutes later, it's... Right. Yeah. The good guy wins, so you know, you may, you may get that a little bit through the beginning stages of the Harry Potter franchise, but... It kind of, sort of reminisce, or is reminiscent of like the original Lucas Star Wars trilogy, where you know you have the Battle of Yavin that you know they win at the end of New Hope, but then like shit gets dark, and Empire Strikes Back, and then you have the happily ever after moment with the Ewoks at the end of Jedi. You know, it's more movie chunk together for Harry Potter because there's, what, eight movies. But, you know, you kind of sort of get a little bit of the younger feel in those first couple movies. Then you get into Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire and all of that where it starts to get a little bit darker by the time you get to Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. You get the whole... And this movie's almost 20 years old, so fuck it. Spoiler alert, you've been warned. Everything with um, Bellatrix hitting um, Sirius with uh, Avada cadaver and killing him, Mm -hmm. you know, which to me was probably the biggest psychological mind fuck that could have
0: happened to Harry in that whole movie. Yeah.
1: yeah, right in front of his face, like.
0: Well, that and and that yeah, does she does he get hit with the spell right in front of his face, but he falls through the through the door. Right, yeah. there's, there's nothing to mourn. There's no right. there's no body. There's no physical manifestation of of yeah. of Sirius. So I, I think it hits Harry even harder because not only does he feel responsible, regardless of what Dumbledore says to him at the end, yeah, but he can't even grieve because. Serious is supposed to be there. He he's so maligned in the community that he's been blamed for fucking everything. Um, yeah, and yeah, that that got all hit the way by, up. The fuck
2: yeah, I mean, both Sirius and Harry, up until that very moment when Fudge shows up and he's like, uh, "He's back." You know, it's all everything is. You know, people are breaking out of Azkaban. Much to you know, probably due in fact to serious
0: helping. Just just for a second, um, who the fuck is in charge of Azkaban? Because everybody right. and their mother escaped from that place, right? right. No, like, is there a Dementor supervisor? I mean, who, who the fuck actually runs this place? Because apparently it's not that hard to escape from.
2: Yeah, but yet when you get when you get that you know pulled back camera view when you first see Bellatrix walking up to that like crumbled-out section of the prison. And it looks like you're literally out in the middle of the fucking ocean in the middle of fucking nowhere. But yet, everybody fucking escapes from... So,
3: I I have no idea who controls that shit.
1: I really um, like the introduction of new characters. Like we had a lot of new characters in this movie um, mm-hmm. with Luna and uh, Umbridge and um, the pink suit like Yeah. Yeah. Her. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, with Bellatrix even like she, I guess yeah. I didn't read that um, Helen Mc, McCrory, McCreary, Narcissa. The person who ended whatever.
2: End yeah.
1: Malfoy's mom. Yeah, the
2: lady who would ultimately end up being Malfoy's <laughs> yeah, mom. Malfoy's
1: next mom was. Uh, she had auditioned to be Bellatrix, and um was replaced oh, because she hard. was pregnant and her insurance would not the insurance would not cover a pregnant a pregnant witch <laughs> so she couldn't and then a, bellatrix a year, so she came
2: a back a year later she gets the part of narcissa yeah. who ultimately is like weirdly related to bellatrix because of they're both from the, that fucked up no they're sisters branch having family tree. yeah Yeah. That whole fucked up black family tree. Yeah. So in some weird way, shape, or form, technically Harry and Malfoy are godfatherly related. Which makes us
0: absolutely nothing. (laughs) Um, Yes, absolutely. you know, you mentioned you mentioned Umbridge, yeah, and it kinda goes back to that, that previous point about good and evil where she's not a Death Eater, right? She's not she's not a disciple of of Voldemort. She's not evil per se. She's just a fucking piece of shit bigot.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's I mean, she's just a horrible person. She's terrible. That, <laughs> you know, o- only sees things a certain way and hates a lot of things that aren't her. Yeah. Um, so it's great allegory. Uh, I'm not going to go over for for whom, um, but it's great allegory, and it's another great example of there is bad in the world that isn't necessarily evil, but sure, she isn't good either.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: because she's. Yeah. I think. It, was it Harry that she slapped in the movie? And then you have the whole, um, yeah. Quill writing sentences
0: and
1: the must not tell lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
0: it, it, you know, her hating half breeds, my bloods and hating the centaurs. Um, she just, she's just a bitch. She's, yeah. she's magic Karen. Yeah. Pretty awful.
2: Well, and ultimately from day one, she's clearly out to take Dumbledore's fucking job from him. Even if it does take half, half a movie to finally happen, but, you know, it and then, you know, putting together her, you know, list of her stormtroopers, for lack of a better term.
0: Student Inquisition Squad. And I loved that they called it that. That was just... (laughs) Nobody expects a Hogwarts Inquisition.
2: Yeah, I still personally, I prefer my whole thought of being like, she's the pink-suited Darth Vader, and it's her fucking Stormtrooper army. Because they're all fucking morons to begin with, but at the end of the day, they're probably more capable than stormtroopers are cuz let's be honest stormtroopers couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with their blasters mm-hmm. but cuz that's always been the running joke for 40 some odd years but i digress um so is there anything hugely obvious that jumps out at you as something you hated
0: about this movie I hated all the story shortcuts from the book.
1: Yeah, they did. But I mean, this is the longest book.
0: No, for sure. For sure. The but they could have taken, so
1: they definitely had to cut it down. No, no, but they did a good job with what they did, but I okay, get fair. I do... And I'm
0: not saying it needed to be a four hour movie. Right. Cause I think the runtime is two 15 ish. Yeah. Right. Um, but they could have taken 10 more minutes and explained why the owls were so important, the OWLs. They could have explained that the, the older yeah. students were taking yet another level of tests that were even more important.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they, they could have gone a little bit deeper into what the led the twins to be fuck you, we're out. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that kind of just sort
2: of came out of nowhere.
1: The Hagrid thing, too. Like, in the book, it is... Like, you go with him Mm -hmm. in the book. And you, you know, so they did... They could have done a little bit more there. I mean, I get why they didn't, but...
0: I'm not saying extend extend this to a a three-and-a-half-hour movie, right? I'm not not saying that. But give us 10, 15 more minutes of content. Yeah. Right, to really flesh some stuff out, because it just feels rushed at times. It this is sort of like the the mid-series empire strikes back, right? This is establishing a lot of important shit you need to know for later.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but because of all the stuff they cut out um and, and things that they couldn't put in because they cut out stuff previously like the entire Peeves thing, which I thought was a great character yeah. in the books. Um but they made the decision to cut him out way early on and then they couldn't eh, whatever But this movie they took out all the almost all the moments of of levity, all the moments of joy to kind of lighten the movie up. Because I mean the book's heavy as shit, right? And the movie is heavy, but the book's got enough to break it up. Yeah. Where it doesn't feel like a drag the whole time. And, And so some of the editorial choices that they made story wise, I think negatively impact the feel and the flow of the movie.
1: I can get that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And some of the stuff that I read while I was putting my notes together, they kind of sort of the idea behind going where they went with the story was to kind of sort of gear it more towards dealing with Harry and what he was going through psychologically. With everything going on, which I get, but I think, like Chris was saying, there's aspects of the story that ended up on the cutting room floor that help set the stage for stuff coming forward or going forward with Half Blood Prince and things of that nature, you know, into Deathly Hollows one and two. I mean, even to the extent. Of, I saw a quote that um, Rupert Grint had said, had made about he was excited when Order of the Phoenix came around because that was supposed to be his moment where he finally gets to start to come into his own as a more grown up child and actually gets to become like a part of the Quidditch team. Mm hmm where, you know, none of that made it into the movie. So you're still kind of sort of left with a previous feeling of who Ron Weasley is going forward into situations and stories, you know, coming up with Half-Blood and Deathly Hollows where he's got to become more of a mature friend to Harry otherwise, you know, what good is he doing to the and, situation with everything going forward?
0: And right. they start down the journey finally, uh, and actually book-wise is where it starts too, but start down the journey of, hey, Neville's a bad motherfucker who comes from a line of bad motherfuckers. Yeah. But they start it and then drop it. Yeah. Right? And I think they do Neville uh, dirty a a massive injustice probably until Deathly Hallows 2.
1: Yeah, and that that too, to the Neville point, is they left out that huge chunk of them running into Neville at the hospital Mm -hmm. while Weasley, like, while Arthur's in the hospital. Right. They run into Neville and they're like... What are you doing here bud? <laughs> and it's because his grandma's there. And that's when they find out to, or not his grandma, his, uh, parents are there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when they find out right. that they were tortured and have no recollection of who he is or any kind of like, they're basically right. catatonic, um, which is huge because they're all together. Right.
0: As I remember, yeah. It, it wasn't the secret they were protecting the location of the Potters. I think so. It's been a long time since I've read the books.
1: It, but it's a, um, like that whole thing is really big because that's when they find out about Neville's parents and that's when they find out about all of that. And, that and, just, and the way they
0: introduced it with him looking at the picture was fine. Yeah. Right. But go a little further with the story right
2: Mm. um i think because yeah i'm on board with what chris said though about the you don't have to turn the movie into three and a half four hours long of a movie but you know a minute here a couple a minute or two here a minute or two there Mm -hmm. throughout the whole entire two hours and 14 minutes of the movie you're you're probably only going to make it into a two and a half hour long movie, which there are movies in the franchise that are two and a half hours long. Sure. So.
1: Right. Yeah, but you're giving it context, like you you're giving certain things context that are needed.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: But for people that have read the books, yeah, exactly, it's a little bit better because we get it; we already know. But think of all the people that haven't read the books that watch the movies that are like,
0: yeah, but having read the book should should enhance <laughs> the story not fill the holes.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. No, and we're definitely into an era of by this point, kids aren't necessarily sitting down and reading books as much as they were like when we were kids, but I still feel like these books actually help bring kids back to reading. So, definitely hats off to. Oh,
0: for sure. He who shall not be. A whole generation of kids to read. Yeah.
1: I couldn't get my kids to read them. So (laughs) sad for them. Kate has read them now as an adult. Um, But yeah, my kids were not readers.
2: Well, I mean, Carter was busy being Carter. So.
1: True, true, true.
2: So, um, what I guess one of the other things I wanted to bring up was, um, Alan Rickman in this
3: movie.
2: (laughs) I love Alan
0: Rickman in this movie. I... Obviously, <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking just to look at his face over. why am I fucking <sighs> I, I,
2: I was kind of sort of setting the table for that to be a response from one of the two of you um, but um, for somebody who has literally I guess you could say so little to do in this movie but yet he does so much in this movie. Mm -hmm.
1: He's just a presence.
3: I don't, you know,
1: anytime that he's there, he, you're going to notice him and he's going to have something ridiculous to say. And it's going to be amazing.
0: Right. The, 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 yeah, the scene we were just talking about, um, obviously, the tone of voice and single word. He's getting, is he conveying entire conversations?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, in mood. Like, he's like, this is exactly the mood that I'm in. One word. It's all you need.
0: <laughs> right. And if you don't get that I hate you, that's your problem. And she didn't, she didn't get it. Um.
2: I think she got it. She's a dumbass fucking. Also possible. Yeah, the only thing she cared about was making sure that Bilch was hanging her little decrees on the wall of rules and that people were following her steadfast rules that boys and girls cannot be eight inches, you know, any closer than eight inches apart. Or six inches apart, or whatever the hell it was. And all the other
1: stupid shit like that.
2: No social clubs and blah, blah, blah. It's like... Fucking bitch.
1: She's just ridiculous. Just
0: hoes doing house shit. That's right. Boats and hoes. Huh. No, no boats, just hoes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good point as well. So... um, do either of the two of you have anything else that you want to bring up before we get into our reviews? As I don't want to keep you guys busy all night long because I feel like we could be here
0: all night, but... Yes, the, the spinoff that we deserve is adult Luna chasing down weird shit. Right? Oh. Like, use the same actor.
1: <laughs> that would be so amazing. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Luna is one of those characters, along with, with, with Phil really, where they, they poured them straight out of the fucking book. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're ama- exactly how you imagined them in the books. Yeah. And, and Luna is just such a great character and such a bit of freshness, and, and the actor that played her just fucking rocked every second of it.
1: Yeah. She's just such a bright spot mm-hmm. in a dark movie. And she's just so positive. I love her.
2: Well, and I think I read somewhere, too, as well. She was one of, like, 15,000 people that auditioned for that part. Mm
1: -hmm. And she only did it for fun. And,
0: yeah, she literally just,
1: (laughs) whatever. I think I'll go to this. This could be fun, guys.
0: (laughs) And that's exactly how she played the character, two of them. I'm just going to have fun with it. Fuck it.
2: Yeah. And by doing that, though, she really captured the essence of who Luna really is. And as somebody even like fucking Alan Rickman, she's not a huge part of the movie. But when she's on fucking camera and doing shit, she finds ways of stealing the moment away. I mean, it's like, well, what the hell is Luna doing over here? What, what, is, what
0: is that? Yeah, she just. And then shows you get. Yeah.
2: The whole and moment at the end where she's hanging flyers all over the hall because she's had her stuff taken,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but she can't find all
0: of her shoes. And it's I like who the hell loses Peter, all their fucking shoes?
1: I really need to get them back.
0: <laughs> right. It's all in good fun. Really? I mean, Wait, are, are you sure? Uh, no, I, I, I love the character. That would in the books. I I loved uh the portrayal by uh Ivana Lynch. Had to look that up. Um, I, I thought I thought it was amazing. It yeah. yeah. If we could get a uh Luna spinoff, I'm I'm there.
1: That would be so fun.
2: <laughs> and see, and that's one of the other things that you know hit the cutting room floor was in the book a lot more in-depth was you got a little bit more backstory. Her backstory in the movie was basically non-existent, so she's basically just a new character popping up out of nowhere. Right. But yet, in the book, you get more of the backstory about her dad and that whole situation and a better understanding as to why she's as Looney carefree (laughs) mentally,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, Looney's probably the right word to use. Love her, Looney. Love good, not Luna.
1: But Mm.
2: she definitely, if I had to pick three favorite characters from this movie, it literally is obviously Snape, Harry, and Luna.
0: Yeah, I can't argue those three.
2: (laughs) No. I mean, I don't... Other other people had other stuff to do throughout the movie, but like, like we said, Luna kind of steals the scene whenever she's on, and then obviously Harry and um, Snape do what they do and have that kind of key role to the story, so, you know, that's why. But... um before we get into our reviews, though, I feel like we're, what, five movies into the franchise, and I'm going to steal Amanda's Thunder from her show, and really quickly, um, we've got five movies and three of us, so um, what order would you put the first five movies in, starting with... Like ranking
1: wise, like best Uh, to worst or what?
2: Yeah. Best to worst.
1: Um, Okay. So I would say chamber is last. (laughs) Clearly. I mean, We're all on the same page there.
0: She took my pick.
1: No big surprises. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're going to go. I'll go number one. So I'll go Sorcerer Stone, uh, Goblet, Azkaban, Order, Chamber.
0: I can't argue that. I can't. I I might, in my mind, flip Azkaban and Phoenix. Yeah. But. Uh, it's gonna depend on my mood, um, and and it's kind of a disservice yeah. to call this one four. It's just the other ones are so so great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So it's more like one and two, and then three and three A, and then Goblet is like twelve. Not Goblet, yeah. uh, Chambers like twelve. Chamber. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we could probably do venture into this ranking system again in about three movies when we get done and I don't feel like Chamber is going to improve its situation any. it'll probably no. be <laughs>
1: absolutely not three. And again, it's, it's not that Ch-
0: I don't want people to, that are hearing this to think that we hate Chamber because we don't I don't hate the movie I didn't hate the book it's just the weakest by far
1: it is the um,
0: weakest link <laughs> Yeah, goodbye. And it's one of those that everybody should watch it once. Yeah. And then if you want to skip it during your watch a thon or fast forward or get to a certain point and go, I've been here, I know where this is happening. What happens next? Next movie? I don't don't blame you. You
1: you have to watch it. At least you have to
0: watch it or read it, whichever one you're going to do. Right. Uh, Preferably both because they're both great in the way they present things. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a lot of world building. And a lot of nonsense and a lot of dialogue you just don't fucking need. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But there is substance there that you do need. Absolutely. So.
2: (laughs) Well, there's elements in that particular movie slash book that it will pop up again later.
1: Yeah. A very important piece of that movie pops up in the last movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you haven't watched it, then you're like, huh? <laughs> right? So. So
2: yeah. Every, it's definitely one of those that um, everybody should see once in their lifetime. But um, we will not be revisiting it in March when we do movies that everybody should see once in their lifetime month. So nope. just. Get over that. We did our episode on Chamber of Secrets. It's done. It's over with. You can go find it in the library from you know about two and a half years ago, two years ago, and listen to that. And that, that will suffice.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't so we're all on the if...
1: ranking works for both of y'all too. My ranking yeah. works for both yeah, of y'all. Yeah, Yeah. I made that easy, didn't I? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, you did. I mean I came up with the question, it's like I feel like we're all, I know the kinds of things that we all pretty much like. So it's like we're all probably going to have the same ranking. Um, I felt if there was going to be a discrepancy, it might be somebody might put Azkaban higher than Order the Phoenix or Order the Phoenix higher than Azkaban.
1: I think you would put Azkaban. Is your favorite, right?
2: Are you talking to a ghost?
1: Yes. (laughs) No, I'm talking to Squatch. Hi, Steven. I actually
2: probably have to do one of the Deathly Hallows as my favorite.
1: Okay. So he's got the Hallows as favorites, but we're not there yet. First five, we're ranking uh, now. First five, Azkaban, yes. Azkaban is his favorite.
0: And again, I can't, I can't argue that because uh, yeah. there's no. great elements from from all five. And if somebody wanted to tell me Chamber was their favorite, I'd be like, okay, defend it. But I, I, I you I know, know that's, you your favorite, that's your favorite. That's your favorite, right? Right. I, I'm yeah. gonna, you know, slow blink and listen to your explanation and, and hope I learned something I didn't know.
1: I'm going to need um, a very convincing PowerPoint
0: on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And you're going to have to probably do an interpretive dance just to help sell it. <laughs> but but still, though, I mean, okay, we'll throw that, that argument out. But if you want to put any of the other four as your top one, I can see it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
2: it really depends upon your taste, because sure. we've, dis- we've discussed it before, where um, even like Sorcerer's Stone, you get more of a it's more of a kid friendly type Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, obviously what comes next, we're, you know, taking that out of the equation. But then you go from that into Azkaban, where shit starts getting hairy for lack of a better term, pun intended.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, the darkness starts creeping into that world. And then Goblet of Fire gets a little bit more darker. And then, you know, we're over the fucking cliff in Order of the Phoenix, so... And we're off to the races at
0: that point. Right, but depending on what you're looking for, because you look at, like, Goblet, and effects-wise and visually, Goblet's the best of the batch. Yeah. Just yeah. some of the effects from, from the different Wizard challenges are, are fucking amazing. Yeah. And, and probably the best in the entire series. So if you're an effects person or a visuals person, you know, you're probably going to rank that one higher. Mm-hmm. Um, Azkaban's great because you finally get to meet part of the rest of the world, not just what's confined to to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, campus, yeah. So, really, depending on what you're looking for or oh, or oh, what your preference is, rating any of those movies—not Chamber in the in the top spot—there's arguments for all of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hey. and even like he we said earlier, beard.
0: also fuck PowerPoint. <laughs>
2: I mean, you get the whole element of once you get to Order of the Phoenix, shit starts getting psychological. If You're a fan of psychological type stuff. We're reaching that point in the storyline now where psychology plays a huge fucking role. Yeah. And yeah. everything
0: going forward at this point, because now Some mental mind fucks.
1: I was going to say mental fortitude. You went the opposite way, but like he like it's yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a mirror image of awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. So as a whole, I think we've let Gene start first for most of the show. Um, So I think we'll let uh, Chris go first for the rating and review. Only because I'm curious to see what the hell he comes up with for his rating, because he always does something creative and genius. One plus two plus one plus one. Yeah, I'm not going to be so creative and genius on this one. Um,
0: Damn so, it! Yeah. Uh, I, I first got to preface this review with I don't hate this movie. I enjoy this movie. I really, truly do. But I wanted more. The movie feels incomplete. The movie feels rushed, which is saying something for a two-hour and 15-minute film. Um, the movie completely discounts a lot of characters. Um, it's fun and it's well shot and it's well acted and and like we talked about certain certain actors even though they have limited screen time make the most of it. Um but I just I was just welmed by this movie. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my rewatch Tuesday. Uh, but I I was left again, wanting more, so uh, normally, I would rate these really high, but I'm gonna give this uh hmm yeah, uh, I'm gonna give this three and a half wizengamots.
1: Wow, that's low. I mean right. on a A B
2: C D F schedule scale, it's still a solid C. Yeah.
1: I guess. <laughs> C's,
0: C's I C's do a solid shoes. C.
2: <laughs> I mean C's get owls too. hmm
1: So your thoughts, Miss Jean? Um, I don't I don't disagree with my twinja on leaving stuff out. Um, my, I will rank it higher just because um, I'm not as jaded by that.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: um, and I just, I do love um, that we get some new characters and some new locations with, you know, them going to the ministry of magic and, and all of that. Um, it kind of made it a little, a little more fun. But I would give this six out of ten nargles. So what are nargles? I have
0: no. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you gave it a three out of five and you wowed my three and a half out of five?
1: Wait, we were out of five?
0: Is that what we normally do?
1: Oh we were doing ten. Yes. Are we doing because I said six out of ten.
0: Well, which is a three out of five.
1: I mean, I guess.
0: Well, 60. It's always five because that's why the one plus one plus two plus one works.
1: Is it always five? It's always five. Okay, maybe I'm just an idiot then. Never mind. Maybe you're
2: fucking jaded, Jin. (laughs) No, I I will say this. Obviously, it has been way too long. (laughs) I will take full blame for this because obviously it has been too long since I have had Gene on for a full episode. So. It is all KCB's fault, so I will, uh, we can five allow,
0: stars, Five crates. To, it's, oh, movie.
1: It's my fault, too, because as I prefaced before we started recording, I've been fighting a sinus headache for three days.
0: Which apparently fucks True. up her ability to math.
1: Uh, math is, it's my math doesn't math right. I'm not going to lie. It tough or it doesn't. So if it's five, then yeah, I mean, sorry, I didn't realize it was five. I thought it was 10 for some reason.
0: Okay, yeah, three and a half out of 10, God, I'm an asshole. Three and a half really out of
1: you. five, is, that <laughs> is perfectly acceptable. And actually, that would be my, there we go. So we're the same. <laughs> three and a half we'll out, nargles, out of five though. Nargles, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, Sweet baby. This was so much fun. Um oh. <laughs> so so Jim for the next episode we just need to pick a random number. Like <laughs> I'm gonna give this nine and a half out of thirteen. Forty-two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow.
1: What is your ranking out of five, Casey? <laughs> it's five. Not four,
0: <laughs> not six, but five. Seven <laughs> is right out. So uh.
2: Before I go into my review, though, I will piggyback off of something that Jen said about the, you know, introducing different places that we haven't yet been introduced to yet, and, and yet, 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 but um, like the Ministry of Magic was kind of, you get a little bit of it in with all the Karkarov and his shit, but you really get a better picture of the Ministry of Magic in this movie, Mm
3: -hmm. which
2: that set took 22 weeks to build and was only in 10 minutes of the movie. Wow. Figure. So, um, all that said though, um, again, like I said, Luna, Harry and Snape were, and are my reasons to love this movie. Um, I love, how much more psychological stuff gets because yeah, it may, to me it makes the story more fun um, and on top of it, I also know what's coming up in the next three movies so I'm excited to move down the road into us just re-watching and discussing those three because um, spoiler alert, shit's about to get real um, shits on fire. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. It, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's not a, by far not the worst movie in the franchise at all. Um, <clears throat> Chamber of Secrets, but yeah, I think three out of five.
0: Grouchy house elves
1: <laughs> creatures. Right. Three out of five creatures. Why
0: didn't they just fire that motherfucker like three generations ago? Seriously. He's a house self. You can get rid of him. It's legal. Creature.
1: Seriously? Just mm-hmm. <laughs> saying. Yeah.
2: But, you no, know, I think three out of five is a good, solid rating for the movie. And, again, if you lost steam for this franchise after. Order of the Phoenix, or not? Order of the Phoenix, the Chamber of Secrets. What the fuck? Um, definitely.
1: <laughs> if you lose come... even for
0: the second movie, were you even boiling?
1: Yeah, come back. You
0: tepid at that point, right?
1: Back. you have to come back.
0: I probably not you even more.
2: If you, yeah, no. If you can sit down and watch Prisoner of Azkaban, you will fall back in love with the franchise and. You'll make it through. and At least then you can say at the end of the day you've watched the entire story from start to finish. Which all I'm saying is I wish somebody would get all the way through at one time. That way she doesn't have to be standing there like a deer in the headlights wondering what the hell we're talking about when we do our punny talking about the Potter world. And she's all like, "Hmm, I still haven't seen that movie. Well, no shit, because you quit after the fucking shittiest movie in the damn franchise. Keep going. We love you. So
1: plug away and
2: catch up at one point. Hopefully, before, you know, the rest of us continue to lose the color in our hair. (laughs) So, um, Obviously, before we get out of here, I have to thank the listeners for being here each and every week, because um, as I've said for probably the last three or four weeks, um, we're rapidly approaching the third anniversary of the show, and within a week or two after that, um, we're also looking down the barrel of our 200th episode as well, Well, so I never thought three years ago we'd get to this point, but... At the end, I mean, because I say it all the time, at this point, you know, in the last three years, I've done a lot of stuff on this show, sometimes two or three episodes a week. Mm -hmm. Wow. But, but yeah, as long as people are here listening, I love doing this and I love meeting new people and building friendships off of this show. And fortunately for all of us being here on this episode, the SIP list and an evening at the movies is what brought us together as friends and members of the epic Mount Sipmore and all of that. So thank you all for that. And we'll get more into the sappy thank yous and all of that when we get to February 10th, but Obviously, thank you to the listeners. Um, thank you, Jen, for coming back and being here. I feel
1: like
2: I feel like a safe goal for us maybe in twenty twenty four is let's get Harry Potter wrapped up and get through the last three movies. I like that. Yep,
0: and finish the Hobbit
2: because <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> we're still only one movie into that franchise.
1: Yeah, but the we're going to just wrap them up together. Those last two, we're just going to shove them together. <laughs>
0: That's just the only way to do it. They're just, it, yeah.
2: And then we can, you know, venture off into the other Middle Earth fandom
0: being the Lord stuff. of the Rings. Once we're back sure. in the hobbit of doing these things. Yes. <laughs> that was very punny of you, Papa Palpatine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, Obviously, thank you again, Chris, for being here. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, would Thanks you for like to remind? You, obviously, um, would you like to remind the listeners about uh, one step before you yeah, go? You know, you're on high-
0: podcast. Uh, yes. so can Again, we talk about the history, the culture, and the sport itself of paintball. Um, should be returning soon with new episodes. And we have, I think 10 or 11 episodes uh, that you can listen to now, wherever you get your podcasts from. I have actually looked it up. It is 11 episodes. Thank you.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, And also coming up on what's what this episode will be dropping what five days before Christmas. So next up we have our Christmas day double feature where Amanda and Kevin and I will be discussing Violent Night, as well as we've got a new guest coming on, uh, Kate, and she and I will be discussing It's a Wonderful Life. Um, If we can get it scheduled, Pop Palpatine and I will be back to discuss the program Mm -hmm. for the clusterfuck that is the college football playoff starts.
0: I feel We need to do like that, to do that need, probably next week or the week of Kremis.
2: That's fine by me. But I feel like we need to put a pinhole in that discussion when I say clusterfuck that is the college football playoff because I feel like that's a discussion to have during...
0: Oh, I wasn't going to respond because uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we'll discuss the There's, college football playoff on, on the program episode.
2: Yeah. So... With all, but then, after the program, we've got um, son of a bitch pain hustlers. With another, we've we've got some new guests coming up on the horizon. So, um, but stay tuned on social media, and well, at updated. some
0: point we have to reschedule Galaxy Quest with with Cassandra and I. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, speaking of which, um, I get what you. That I, not that I want to air the laundry on. The episode, but how is the better half of your household doing?
0: Uh, she's she's maintaining. Uh, her her brother was nice enough to uh, bring her a really nasty head cold from Reno, so she's dealing with that right now on top of everything else. Uh, luckily, it is not the gift that keeps on giving. I've been able to avoid it.
1: Good. Uh, regift uh, her it.
0: Her lack of trying.
1: You yeah. get it. gift it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, she's not Amanda, so I should be safe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's
0: funny
2: the re-gift it's the freaking joke that we'll always keep on giving because we'll be 75 years old and
0: still talking about the re-gift the great thing is the re-gift joke re itself
2: it does on
0: a regular basis
2: yep.
0: yep it's the gift that keeps on re-gifting
2: anytime she posts a picture about ooh look what I got but, oh who are you, you going to re-gift that to
0: Or, or who said that to you? You know, it just, you know,
2: yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, um, I don't think there's any. Well, nothing else really coming up on. And even get the movies that I need to let everybody else know because you can stay updated with what's coming up on social media. But we've, like I said, we've got a wealth of new guests coming up in the new year, and we've got some ideas for. Um, we're going to look at, uh, some black cinema in February and as well in March, we will be talking about, uh, movies that everybody should see at least once in their life. But yet I feel like one of the two of you has a birthday coming up in March, which maybe we might have to pop up with a bonus episode entitled Harry Potter
0: and the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Or you know, let her pick her own birthday movie as a tradition,
2: or she, or she can pick her own birthday movie and whatever the case may be. But as we all know, people get birthday movie episodes for their birthday, and Jean has her day coming up in March. So
1: yay! The invitation
2: will be back for Jean to come back in March and discuss a movie. I don't care what movie, but we'll be discussing a movie. So Some we movie. won't have. Six, seven, eight months, in between gene episodes again,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, sorry, so. I was lame this go round. I'm sniffling, and I have that damn headache. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners.
2: it was still fun, and anytime you can get the three of us together to talk, Harry Potter, it's incredible, so
0: you know what they say, three out of four ain't sit more.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because still, at the end of the day, the other one doesn't want to get on the fucking horse and through. The other one's more interested in listening to Tay-Tay songs than she is with finishing a goddamn binge of Harry Potter.
1: To age his own. You know?
2: Not judging, but mm-hmm. know, speaking of which, I actually have my Facebook tab blinking. Amanda messaged you as we speak. <laughs> so... I, thank God we're not live, because then she'd probably be yelling at me for that comment about
1: Tay-Tay. That's alright. Yeah, I'm but over it.
2: I don't, I don't care. I have my opinions about Tay-Tay, and at the end of the day, I'm not going to change him. So, um, I will close out the episode as we always do, because Amanda's not here to do it for me, with the obvious... Um, we hope you guys all come back for an evening at the movies, and then as well don't back out of here just yet because we do have oh fuck i deleted it, <laughs> it never mind
1: have. we did have <laughs>
2: i we did have a you know what maybe i can pull this off and add while we witty banter cuz there it is right there so Uploading, uploading, uploading. So, hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> processing, processing, pro- wheel of fucking doom, wheel of fucking doom.
0: Um,
1: I need to eat supper, Casey.
0: Like, come on, man. <laughs> i I realize it's only like noon wherever the fuck you are, but it's like 630 <laughs> here, bro. It's, it's
1: time. My food needs to be able to fully digest before I get in the hot tub. <laughs>
2: So, with all of that said, again, Gee, hope you guys, over there. we hope <laughs> you guys come back for an evening at the movies and your video outro...